and welcome to episode one of series one of This Is Your TV Life. It's a brand new podcast um, where we're going to talk to stars of the smaller screen, um, but the more important screen, especially in the last year. Um, it's got us through some very tough times in the last year. Um, and in episode one, um, we've got a gentleman who you'll know probably more for playing Corey Wilson uh, in Ackley Bridge. Name small, just a small drama on Channel Four. Um, he was also in Casualty, Tom's Life, and he's got a brand new film out, and we'll touch on all of that and more in the podcast. But first, let's welcome Sam Redford. Hi, Sam. Um, hi. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for for being on the first episode. Uh, you're a very first guest. I know. Very honoured. Oh, thank you. No, you're honoured to have you. Um, so we'll, we'll start with obviously you weren't born in the UK. That's quite well known you were, you're born in Australia so what, what made you move over to the UK um, I uh, well I'm, I moved over with my mum and my brother because she has family over here so uh, so yeah we moved over together and uh, yeah kind of started life in uh, in the UK UK wow great because uh, usually it's the other way <laughs> so UK went out of the UK into Australia and uh, not usually the other this way around um but what what why acting what got you into the acting side um <clears throat> <clears throat> what got me into the acting uh, I suppose I always I had kind of like a fascination with pretending to be people and I, I would always kind of go out and around Manchester when I was younger and, and pretend to be uh, other people and then I found out that you could kind of make a career of that and and uh, someone somewhere would be silly enough to to give me a paycheck for doing it um so uh so yeah that was that's that was kind of it and then and then just by mistake really I started doing um little plays and 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 um and yeah and then then kept going and 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 luckily no one's told me I can't do it yet no one's told me to stop doing it yet so I'll, I'll keep going until someone turns around and tells me to stop but um but yeah I'm still going so far <laughs> I think being in, in one of the biggest critically acclaimed channel four dramas of, of certainly this decade um or last decade because it started last decade um I think shows that you're a decent actor, definitely. Um, I think your fans out there will agree that. Oh, well, I've got, I've got a lovely team around me. I've got a really, you know, fantastic agent and, and, and you know, work with some fantastic directors and stuff. So it's, uh, you know, all down to them making us look pretty awesome on uh, on screen. But, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic show and it was, it was an absolute pleasure to be a part of that. It was, uh, yeah, well, we'll talk about that. I was say, we'll, we'll touch on that a bit more later uh, in the podcast. But the, the first thing we'll touch on is your, your first kind of, your major role, I know you've done, you've done acting in the theatre, because um, I saw you at the Hope Mill Theatre, um, in the closet. Oh, um, fantastic. Oh. Lloyd Daniels, it was fantastic. Oh, um, but, so you've done theatre, but your first kind of major role on TV was in a, as Nate in Tom's Life, is that correct? Yeah, that was that was that was my first kind of ever professional role. I was doing uh, an acting class in the, the uh one of the casting directors came down to see it, I think, and uh, and asked me to come and uh, and do a workshop, do an audition for um, for that, and and they they gave me this little role in this uh, this little spin off. I'd never seen a camera before. I'd never been on a set before. I think I was maybe like I don't know what year it came up, but I think I was maybe like fourteen, fifteen, something like that. Um, and uh, and yeah, that was kind of a, a game changer, really, just being able to to be on a set and and suddenly my mind was blown because I'd gone from you know performing in pubs with 15 audience members to 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 kind of being on a set and all these like real 
brilliant actors you know pros like going around and, and you know all of the all of the crew and stuff and it was it was fantastic to just kind of have that first little taster it was only a little role you know it was only a little spin-off but it was just so cool to have that first little taster of the uh, of the industry and I think our oh, first day I think I smashed a light or something I, I had to throw a basketball at someone's head and I, I launched it a light and I was like oh this is it they're blacklisting me I'm never going to be able to act again um uh, but no it was really good fun I still keep in touch with a lot of the people from that now and and you know it was I had a, a couple of people like kind of um it was Ashley Taylor Dawson kind of took me under his wing a little bit and was like, like gave me some some real good tips and stuff. And I kind of looked looked up to him because he was just so uh, just his kind of decorum on set and stuff. And and I was like, oh, that's uh, you know I could do a bit of that. And then uh, and yeah, that was it. Then it kind of kind of spun from there, really. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Tom's life was a, a spin-off to Hollyoaks in a way because it was a spin-off for Tom Cunningham. Um, that was that was the basis of the story. So you were. You were in amongst some regulars in, in, in Hollyoaks. They were all major relatives. You mentioned Ashley Taylor Dawson. Um, I'm terrible with names, so I'm not going to say anymore. Um, but you had, like, you were one of the only ones that weren't part of the original cast of Hollyoaks. Yeah, they 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 brought us in, and it was uh, no, it was really cool because it was all shot there. It was all shot on uh, on the set and stuff, so it was really cool to to kind of because you know whilst we were shooting that, the, the you know actual Hollyoaks was shooting as well. So it was uh, it's for you know for a kid. I mean, it was you'd never been on a set before. It was it was quite something, you know, just to to come out of school for a couple of weeks and uh, and and shoot something was uh, yeah, it was great, you know. Um, well, I can imagine, yeah, definitely, especially with one of the most one of the most iconic, certainly Channel Four. Um, sets out there, um, but then, then you moved. You moved up not directly because uh, I think you're slightly older. Um, but you played Tyler uh, in Casualty, and I think as a UK actor, I think if anybody hasn't done Hobie or Casualty, I don't think you can class yourself as a TV actor. It's a, yeah, it seems to be a, a rite of passage. It was um, yeah, it was a director from Ackley. It was um, Jordan Hogg, who's a, is an absolutely fantastic director, um, who's who's very very kindly seems to to keep me employed um who after Ackley kind of he brought me into to casualty so we, we worked together on that and then just recently I just got back from the uh from the Caribbean with Jordan we were shooting Death in Paradise out there um so yeah um he's uh he's been a, a bit of a bit of a lifesaver I love working with him he's, he's an absolute genius I've, I've I, I absolutely love watching him work. So yeah. any any opportunity just to come down and say a couple of lines and, and watch him work is a, a real pleasure. So was that a bit of an exclusive there, Sam? That you were <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I'm sure it's been announced. Um, no, it has. Yes, well, it airs in a, in a bit. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lovely ride. I think I'm in in episode five or six um, of Death in Paradise. So that uh, that airs. Jan, so it should be should be this month um, because this month is January. Um, so uh, so yeah, I played the um, I play a guy in it. Um, there you go. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a real lovely uh, lovely month away from uh, from lockdown and stuff. I was very very lucky um, to be kind of uh, given that um, given that role and be able to go out and I work with some fantastic fantastic people on that. Leah Williams. And um, and and Neve Cusacks and uh, Adrian Schiller and my friend Luke Bailey. Um, so yeah, there was some fantastic uh, cast out there. Again, massive learning experience and just got to, got to sat there and watch Jordan work. He's a fantastic director. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a real dream, though. 
there we go. Some some good things. I, I to be honest, when I was surprised when I heard that Death in Paradise was coming back this year, not forever. Like I love the series, but this year, especially the last year that we've had, um, I thought it would be like Death in Manchester or something that they'd have to do. <laughs> no, well they they even kept the same transmission date, so I think they were they were, and and it had all been pushed back really late. I only got back in in you know I think it was. October or November we shot it it would have been October yeah I got back like start of November so um so yeah they had like two months or one month to edit the thing so it was to, to get it finished ready to to go out so it was uh yeah it was it was pretty amazing what they did and it was uh yeah like I said it was a little slice of paradise yeah yeah, yeah especially that last year um or in the last year certainly um well we'll need to move on because I think um you've you've done something slightly bigger um, and that was the role, obviously, of Corey Wilson, that most people will know you for, um, certainly at the moment. Um, and that was in Ackley Bridge. Um, so that, that was for anyone that doesn't know why, for a start. Uh, and secondly, it was it's a drama, it's a school drama, um, slash comedy, because there's a lot of funny moments in it, um, that is on Channel 4. Um, how did it come about? Um... I received a script um, from my agent for something called the ABC, um, and uh, and I was reading it, and it was it was cool. It was you know, quick little school drama. I think I was um, maybe sixteen at the time. I was working in a call center, um, just doing like little theatre jobs at the time, and and kind of balancing work and and you know pretending to be a college or something like that um and uh, and yeah and I was in this call center and, and and I was doing a play at the time and I remember um getting this self-tape through and I did this tape in this um uh whilst I, in in this rehearsal for this play um it was one of the worst self-tapes I've ever done I've watched it back and and absolutely just dreadful I don't know why they gave me the the, the meeting in the first place but uh but yeah sent that off and then they uh, they asked me to come in and uh, and and do a little audition and my agent sent me the address and it was this school up in Halifax so I um ran off grabbed grab the train up to Halifax and uh, I couldn't find this school anyway and I was asking these people I was like where's this school I just can't find this asking these um asking this guy in the shop and he was like that's an, that's an abandoned college mate there's, there's no one up there I was like oh my god I'm gonna get murdered this is it I'm gonna die I'm going to let my agent send me this, some, some psychopath sitting in a room somewhere. Uh, and I went up this, this crazy abandoned college didn't look anything like it does now. It was, you know, still in, uh, still in kind of pre-production phases. So there were none of the glossy, beautiful stuff that the, the art department and design team had done. Um, so yeah, I went there and, and did the meeting with the director, Penny and producer Alex. Um, and, uh, and yeah, then that was that. They, they rang me and said, you got it um for some reason um and uh, and then yeah could come in and and that was the, the next kind of three years of my life was uh was that and it was it was fantastic three very formative years and and yeah I say to people that's like that was at my university that you know it was um I never went to, to kind of college or uni or anything like that I, I did a little bit of college but um like I say kind of pretended most of it um and then uh and then yeah that was that was that was kind of really for me what what helped me kind of become um 
an actor really uh I kind of learned everything there like I say I was still new it was the second set I think I'd ever been on so it was well apart from like little short films and stuff but yeah first big commercial set second big commercial set I'd ever been on and it was crazy scary that first year I had no idea what I was doing <clears throat> you know I still see little videos pop up I'm like I made some uh questionable character choices in that first season but yeah even then you know I get to the third season and, and I got to the last day and it was last week or something on the third series uh two years ago and we uh and I was like oh I've got it oh I, I get it now I understand it I get I, I understand him and then they were like and cut and that's wrap on Sam bye <laughs> and that was it I was like I just understood it and then nah. Uh, finished now it's, it's always the case do you know what I mean but um but yeah uh, it's uh it's definitely a, um an amazing shot yeah but I remember when it when it first was kind of teased by channel four um it was obviously it was it was dubbed as the new Waterloo Road um because at that point that had just finished I think and it was just finishing um up on BBC and that it it, it was it's similar but completely different because um, obviously yeah. Waterloo Road was mainly the school, but Ackley Bridge obviously was was mainly the school, but there was there was the different like storylines outside of the school as well and things. So mm. it was completely different. But at that point, before we saw it as the fans and the media, it was dubbed as, as the Channel Four version of, of Waterloo Road. Um, so had had you watched Waterloo Road? Like, had you had you told to watch it or? No, I think it was, to me, it was, it was, well, to us kind of in-house, it was like the, the a thing in itself, do you know what I mean? It was, it was its own, um, it's, it's very much own story. And, and I still kind of view it as that now, despite the fact that, that, you know, most times if ever, uh, you know, anyone kind of ish recognised me as that guy who might have been on telly once, uh, it's always like, oh, ain't, ain't you that guy off Waterloo Bridge? You know, that, uh, that, that, that guy, you know, Ackley Road. Right, so that is, isn't it? Uh, North Chats, staying up in Scotland. Like, no, that's a different thing. But um, but yeah, uh, it, 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 I think literally the only comparability is that they were they were in a school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's because also they were on at the same time as well. And now that I've watched, I've watched obviously all three seasons. And season four is coming out soon. Obviously, you're not in it, but the first season is coming out. Um, it's completely different. Like it is completely different. As as you say, the only comparability now is the fact that the set in schools. Um, but obviously, Ackley Bridge touches on a lot of tough issues for both kids and adults. Um, because obviously, it focused mainly on the kids of the school, but there was obviously storylines with the teachers and the kids' parents and things. But the one toughest one, which was. I don't want to say controversial because it wasn't, but it was it was very much needed. Was the the racism storyline? Obviously, the the two cultures coming together, and that was like the main. Certainly, of season one, that was the main one. Yeah, definitely. That was that was the kind of uh, the 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 main uh, the main turning point, and something that kind of the the storyline subsequent from that were kind of. Uh, the, uh, pivotal around and it catalyzed everything basically you know you'd have a problem that in you know a school where it wasn't as present it, you know a problem would have kind of um you know maybe fizzled out but it definitely the, the racism aspect 
catalyzed everything, made it all uh, a, a thousand times more explosive. Um, but interestingly, so, you know, we'd read it and, and, and it'd be maybe to people watching it, maybe a lot of people watching it would, would go, ah, that, that, you know, that's a drama. That's, that's cool. But being up there and, and being, we film right next to a, a real working school. And, uh, and, you know, most of the guys we were filming with were at school in Halifax and Bradford at the time. And, and the stories we were hearing off people like these, these stories that, that it was about weren't, weren't stories they weren't fictional it was it, this was happening and, and in fact it was diluted in the show how uh, like how big the problem is um you know the, the, some of the stories we'd hear were, were awful um yeah really really backwards um so it was definitely needed and definitely it was essential yeah, yeah. well 100 like obviously we've all been through schools and every school was the same in some ways but different obviously in others um, but every school has the stories that that Ackley Bridge touched on. Um, obviously, you had things like teen pregnancy, drug, obviously the racism, death, because obviously as you, as much as your kids, it's still touched. You had the car crash, um, the obviously LGBTQ plus storylines. You had the big LGBT one with um, like Indian family coming out and things. So there was the the, the different cultures and everything. Um, another one that you were touched on, uh, obviously you were you were more set to adults than, than children. That was the viewing things, um, and I, I know a lot of people compared you to an, an adult version of Grange Hill, um, like Grange Hill for adults. I know because uh, it, it was that was the general general uh, consensus that like the age group had watched Grange Hill, had grown up with Grange Hill, and then obviously now got Ackley Bridge. So it's you were yeah, it's, it's very funny. I, I I I always know you know when someone's kind of staring at you in a train station or something like that. You can always it's a certain demographic always come you know and it's it's like you know the dads come up. I get it quite a lot and the dads are like, oh yeah, me uh, me daughter she uh, she watches you in that uh, that thing. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what you are. I don't know what you do. But uh, but yeah, she says you're very good. And then you know a little bit of silence. I'll be like, oh yeah, oh, thanks mate. I appreciate it. He's like. I did like that scene the other day you did, though. It was very, very good, you know. But I don't watch it. I don't watch it. But I thought you were very good in that scene, that specific scene, you know. It's like, well, you do watch it. It can be a guilty pleasure for some people, you know. I did find it was very multi, kind of age applicable. You know, teenagers could watch it, apply to their issues. But then, you know, I had a lot of friends who were older, you know, 20s 30s 40s who were watching it and, and still being entertained so i think that's the sign of a really good show and, and fantastic writing uh, and, and oh the writing was fantastic definitely um the writers don't get a, a nod enough not just yeah i have, I have khan was, was yeah fantastic fantastic writer he was kind of an initial creator on, on the show from the writing mm. aspect and it was yeah really fantastic no definitely um the one thing i loved about it more was it's made household names out of of a lot of people that weren't household names like yourself, Sam Bottomley, um, who's now in the, the Jamie movie, which I bet had up and come out, <laughs> keeps getting pushed back. But a lot of different, like that was the one thing that I loved was the, the household names, obviously. Um, getting seen in the street that you probably wouldn't have had done before um, at the bridge. No, the show's massive, and massive, and it's it's just had this kind of resurgence at the minute with it kind of coming onto Netflix. So it's um it's it's being made a little bit more applicable because I think although it's you know it is very sad, but but TV is you know non-streaming platforms are are, are really dying out in terms of uh, younger viewership 
the viewership that this applies to um you know it's all about the the streamers so as soon as something gets on you know amazon or, or netflix that's when you know you you get that real massive audience following um which i think it did a very good job of even even just being on channel four i think channel four does a good job of um you know driving that uh old school what's now old school following of, of terrestrial television um which is why i think that the format's changed and season four is a, a very different format they're doing um you know shorter burst episodes so it's more of a uh ties in more to that streaming um watch and go kind of uh, kind of viewership no, definitely. Um, streaming is obviously a big part, especially in the last year. It's it's got a, a major boost. Um, definitely, I had a question then. It's completely out of my head. Anyway, we'll come back. <laughs> um, so obviously, you you and your your three years of, of being there um, had a lot of storylines. Um, what was your favourite storyline? Oh, that's such a hard that, one. That involved Corey. Um, what was my favourite storyline? I really liked the 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 season three for me was was kind of pivotal in terms of storyline because for for some reason kind of well it was weird like all of the writing throughout was 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 very applicable to my kind of life anyway like there were lots of parallels that I could draw from this not all of them but lots of them. But season three, especially, there was there was loads of stuff in there, um, you know, like the, it, it, yeah, I did I did like the Thai stuff. I thought that was really really nuanced. The stuff with the the teacher where he was, you know, having an affair with the with the teacher, just because I think it's you know not talked about in terms of that that was is a form of abuse, uh, and I don't think that's that's talked about. I think it's glorified, uh, you know, oh, you know, he's slept with a teacher that kind of thing, but it's it's it shouldn't be because it it. it, it comes from and stems from a place of vulnerability and she was taking advantage of that and he just wanted to see affection he didn't know how to to get that and he just kind of uh, you know there was no um he never had authentic affection from anyone so when someone shows him that even if it's unhealthy even if it's abusive then he kind of talks to that so i really appreciated that storyline that was really great um i loved all of the stuff with with Gurji. Uh, with Naveed just because uh, it's fantastic working with him and he, he, every, every time we kind of got a scene together it was just meaty and and just great to get into it because you know we were all staying in in a hotel big up the premiere in um you know and, uh, and, and other so, hotels that are out there and, and other hotels that are out there um but yeah we'd always always go back and and um and, and you know, go be able to go over scenes together and stuff, and it was it was just really. I love working with him. I think he's because he's an absolute talent. And so uh, so any of the stuff with him, uh, I think one of my favourite scenes we've ever filmed, I think I've ever filmed ever was was the film was the kind of penultimate uh, crescendo of their relationship in season three, where where it was kind of nighttime and and he you know throws the bike and it's the whole like uh, comeuppance of, of the entire relationship. Um, that was definitely. Um, definitely a favourite. Again, filmed with uh, with the lovely um, lovely Jordan, and there's lots of stories about that scene. But yeah, yeah, it's great. No, that's. What was your favourite storyline that didn't involve Corey? Because there was loads of ones that didn't. Um, yeah, absolutely loads. Um, I really liked. 
Um, I really like Mandy's storylines. Um, and I think it was lovely that they went deeper into her in season three. Mm-hmm. And because um, I think Joe John is an absolute, again, it, it just a masterclass from, from all of the older ones who, uh, who very kind of kindly um, would like, you know, talk to us on set and, 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 uh, kind of depart their wisdom in a way and, and Joe was one of them who just would always be up for kind of chatting and, and I learned a lot from her any any scene I had with her was 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 a real you know I just tried to be a sponge and and, and grab all of that stuff so so I loved watching anything that she did uh you know after after we filmed so any of the stuff like when she would go and see a dad like I loved all of that stuff it was grand no it was good I was glad that they went into it a bit more definitely in season yeah, three. definitely because she, she you know that character deserves that kind of um you know three-dimensional uh, uh exploration and it shows kids that teachers aren't just teachers they're, they're humans 100%. yeah human you have life outside of of, of a school um so obviously we've touched on the favorite what was your hardest not the worst but what was your hardest scene to or storyline to film that involved Corey obviously um The um, the domestic abuse stuff was was tough. That was tough to film, um, and his kind of reaction to that, uh, as well, because I was quite young, you know, and it was it's 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 a really difficult storyline to uh, to approach. You want to approach it sensitively, and you want to you know do it justice. You want to do all the storylines justice. You know what I mean? But but kind of getting into that place in in his head wasn't very nice. Um, so yeah, that that was quite tough. Um, yeah, and the rugby as well. On on a slightly nice note, the uh, the the rugby was really tough because I I can't catch a ball for toffee. So <laughs> um, so any you know any any scene where I'm seen being sporty when when the that original breakdown came through and it was like captain of the rugby team, sporty guy. I was like, you guys know I can't do any kind of sport. Right? <laughs> uh, there was one time as we were filming and. Um, you know, 6am get up, they put us all in rugby training so we could l- at least look a little bit like we could play rugby. And then um, uh, we, were, we were chucking the ball around, they were filming, I think they were filming someone else. Anyway, I, it had in the script that I had to make this big catch and like, look really good playing rugby, but I was terrible, you know, all day. So they were just, they'd moved on, they were filming someone else. And then someone had booted it from across the rugby field. I seen it coming up like so high in the air. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to catch it. I'm going to do it. And I was like, don't put the camera on me, <laughs> catch it. And I was like running a court and everyone was like, yes, he caught the ball. Because <laughs> they were all like, Sam can't catch balls, he can't do sports. But then I did it. I caught a ball. So, uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, I'm no sport either. No, no a chance. I wouldn't even have tried it. So you hats off to you for even trying it. I wouldn't have so tried yeah, it. So yeah, there you go. They, they were the hardest ones. Pretending it, was, uh, pretending it was the middle of summer when we were wearing tiny shorts in the middle of, uh, middle of April was, was not that fun. Well, April's not that bad. Last year, well, we were in lockdown for last year, April, and it was lovely. So, yeah, April's, yeah, but yes, yeah. most of the time it's definitely. I come from Scotland. I can yeah preach on that definitely. So, <laughs> moving on slightly. Uh, obviously, we we are a TV podcast, but we do have to to touch on your latest um, venture, um, and that's the new movie. Is it S A M? Yeah, S A M. How you say it, S A M? Because I know there's dots in the middle of them um sam it's for anyone that, that hasn't seen it or knows about it because it's as i found out quite hard to watch at the moment um but if anyone hasn't seen the clip it's basically 
You explain it, Sam. Can you go? You explain it. Um, so SAM is a film about love and friendship and companionship between uh, myself and George Webster, who both play characters called Sam. I'm Sam, in, who plays Sam and Sam, and George is George, who plays Sam and Sam. Um, and they come from two very different worlds. Uh, George's Sam comes from like uh, more of a middle class background, whereas my Sam comes from uh, much more of a working class background and much more of a dysfunctional household. George's character has Down syndrome, and it's all about kind of their. Uh, coming of age story and how they find love and find themselves through life and it's a beautiful film it means uh, so much to me and it is by far the best thing I've ever filmed and been a part of just just to be a part of that set is is phenomenal because just the integrity of it and everyone's there for the right reasons um, it's beautifully written by two friends of mine Lloyd and Neil um, who did Closets the Musical at Hope Mill Theatre, if anyone came to see that. Um, so yeah, it's been a real pleasure working with them for the past uh, couple of years. And this is something beautiful to come out of that. And fingers crossed, hopefully this year we'll be filming the feature film. Well, definitely. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it when it when it does finally get released. Um, it's getting doing its round in the, in the film festivals at the moment, um, which are all online, um, but uh, due to COVID. But it's certainly it's, it's it's a very much needed story uh, on both on two grounds. Obviously, it's it's an LGBT storyline, um, and it's also di disability. It's mm. um, from from the clip from the from the, the thirty second so clip that's online. Um, it's definitely yeah. Um, it shows that men can become friends. They can become more than friends, and it also shows that people with disabilities are just. A human that can feel love to and and yeah it's, it's definitely something that the the boys uh who wrote it did a writer's room with with some uh, some people with learning disabilities and uh asked them what they felt was was lacking in disability representation on screen and they said sexuality because they're kind of anyone with a disability is just viewed as asexual you know they're they're, they're not um especially in cinema you know aren't really uh given the 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 privilege you can say of, of, of being able to have love interests and even we faced backlash from it you know from releasing the film we've had UK audiences massively uh saying that they feel uncomfortable with the subject matter um well that's why the film is there it's to make you question why you feel uncomfortable with it it's okay if you feel uncomfortable but you, as long as you question why because there is nothing illegal or wrong about uh, you know someone with a disability having a relationship with someone who doesn't have a disability but we've been subconsciously taught that whether that's through cinema through through teaching through through anything uh, so it's kind of about just breaking that barrier down and making people have those difficult conversations you know we want people to leave the cinema and go oh i don't know why why didn't you feel comfortable for it you know and, and then they learn from that it's, it's you know didactic piece of film so uh you know america's been amazing really accepting but yeah we've we've had uh, we've we've had some amazing and stuff over there we had our, our premiere on on hollywood boulevard uh in a drive through cinema um absolutely amazing uh wish it could have been there but you know it is what it is um so yeah we're just hoping more people can see it and it can change some people's minds and also make people feel represented you know if someone has a disability or, or anyone who doesn't feel represented watches this film and and feels even one person just feels oh, okay, my story's good enough. You know, I, I don't just have to be, a, you know, a, a strong white 
male to to be able to be a lead character in something you know my story is worth telling even if it's not what's you know what currently defines as a superhero at the moment i'm still still a superhero do you know what i mean um so so hopefully uh hopefully we, we change a couple of people's minds and already we've had some good feedback so no definitely i i'm excited to see it when it when it finally does come out um obviously has had was George there from from day one? Because George, George, from the clip I've seen, is a fantastic actor. Oh, he's phenomenal. He's he's been a pleasure to work with. Yeah, he was there from day one. We we did workshops together. His improvisations were brilliant. We got together in a in a studio and 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 workshops a couple of the scenes. Majority of what you see there is improvised. You know, it was we had a base skeleton script, and then he would just vibe off it, and we'd we'd have a have a real laugh on set. And and he's so naughty. And you know, he, he, I'd go up to Leeds to see him you know, when when obviously was was legally uh, able to and, uh, and and we'd just go out and have a couple of beers and, and get some food and and just uh, just hang out and, and workshop through the scenes and and it's uh, yeah it's it's a it's a real good one it's it's a, it's a real feel-good film it's, it is a beauty so uh, yeah fingers crossed you all get to see it soon definitely um so what what charities did you work with did you work with any charities while filming no for the film yeah the film's uh, in in kind of co-production with uh, with Mencap um so uh, so yeah they uh, they kind of helped with the writers room and, and helped with uh giving back information and kind of just checking because we we want to do it right do you know what i mean like everyone who was working on the film had experience with disability me personally my brother's got cerebral palsy so i'm a young carer for my brother as well um neil is uh has has been a carer you know both of them neil and Lloyd, both the writers and directors have been you know carers for for learning disabled and young adults um for for years and years and years so everyone had experience you know we were all kind of qualified to tell that story but but even so you know we want we want that to be as as foolproof as possible because there's nothing worse than having a story that you know we, and 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 having uh you know 10 people who, who have no experience in the subject matter whatsoever just going in and stealing that story and, and, and putting it out there but you know we all felt confident that we had enough experience to tell that uh, sensitively enough and and uh, integrally enough. That's not a word, but uh, well, I'll make it up. Uh, it can be. I can use it. Uh, but yeah, it's it, and 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 we did. You know, pe people have been have been happy with it, and they they feel uh, they feel their story has been told, which is exactly what we want to do. Great. Um, so that, that's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Definitely. Uh, when it comes to general release, when it does come in general release, we will put a link up on all our social medias um and and taggy's all in it um without a doubt um so please when it comes to available please check it out guys um should it be fantastic to see um and now moving on to, to, to generic tv um you can relax slightly or oh, your questioning is done um it's just generic tv um you don't have to answer your own tv shows in these questions if you don't want to you can if you want to um so first one obviously we, we've been in lockdowns uh we're now in lockdown number three um of 17 uh, i'm joking that's the joke in case anybody's listening and takes that personally um we're in lockdown three what how, what tv has got you personally through lockdown oh um I, i'm really guiltily gonna say it has been the streamers and i have been i've been smashing netflix and, and amazon prime uh, and Disney Plus and, and all of those, uh, all of those ones. Uh, I have been doing some terrestrial as well. So, uh, so yeah, don't don't shout on me, uh, Channel Four or anything like that. Um, uh, this country has been amazing. Daisy May Cooper. Um, 
fantastic uh, mockumentary set in the Cotswolds. Um, Money Heist, Netflix show, fantastic. Don't watch it with, well, watch it with subtitles, don't watch it dubbed. Um, just started The Queen's Gambit. Uh, just rewatched the entire eight series of New Girl as well, because that was a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, what else? Films as well, I've been smashing the films. And uh, what other TV series have we done? Um, a few, I think I went went back, did Luther. Um, Goodbye, uh, not. Oh, fantastic. And um, uh, oh, there's there's so many and so many great series at the moment. Uh, and I really do want to jump onto Bridgerton at some point. Um, Please do. Line of, line of Duty. Line of Duty. That's a, that's an absolute winner of a show. Yeah. Um, Killing Eve. First season. I was, I was, I oh, know even the third season, even up to the third one, I was slow in the bandwagon with Killing Eve. I've got to say uh, and I binge watched it in the last, like the very first lockdown. Uh, and oh my God, I wish I had watched it live. Well, I'm glad I hadn't watched it live because there was so many clips. <laughs> got, got to binge it. Well, they're all, yeah, all geniuses on that show. It's, it's fabulous. Yeah. Um, how about yourself? What have you been watching? Um, myself. Oh, I didn't expect that question to turn back on myself. <laughs> uh, definitely this lockdown, Bridgerton, without mm. a doubt, was fantastic. Do not watch it with family. Um, <laughs> it's cringeworthy. Um, but fantastic. Um, Killing Eve, definitely. But I, I've been more like the dramas on. So like I've just watched the Pembrokeshire, Pembrokeshire Murders, which are on this last week. Um, um, they, that was very good. Um, quiz, the one about who wants to be around here. That was fantastic. Um, and what was the one? Oh, David Tennant and Des Ooh. was fantastic. fantastic acting. The whole the whole cast were fantastic, but De- David Tennant as Des was outstanding. But in a but in a good way. People thought, oh, it's glorifying it. It was not glorifying it at all. He was portraying him as the evil person that he was, which was great. Um, but I know I'm, I'm the reality so I'm the Strictly and the, the uh. I'm loving the Masked Singer at the moment. Um, okay, okay. definitely yeah i think someone said someone messaged me and said we popped up on uh on on some alan carr thing or jimmy carr thing some countdown thing i think apparently uh on uk tv drama so that's mine and uh Nahale's face popped up somewhere which is uh, a nice little claim to fame yeah. um did you watch did you catch the virtues stephen graham uh no, it's, on my, it's on my watch list absolutely phenomenal um, give that one a watch. Brilliant, Stephen. Yeah, anything yeah. Stephen Graham's in is 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 well worth a watch. Yeah, Stephen Graham's a fantastic actor, definitely. Yeah. Um, one TV show. What's the one TV show you'd love to be in? Past or present that you you wish you were in? Um, <clears throat> can edit out all these silences. What's the thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, 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 um oh, so many. Um, it's a really easy one, but uh, but Game of Thrones would just be a real pleasure to be in, just to go over to Ireland and and shoot all those beautiful, beautiful, uh, beautiful locations. Would be uh, would be quite incredible. Um, Which house would it be now? Oh, Look, dude, switch house. 
yeah, I could have just been some wandering poet that gets his head chopped off or something. Some dude gone did and, and ran away and, and and yeah, gets his. I'd love to just get <laughs> in Game of Thrones would be amazing. Um, I love Sex Education. Love Sex Education. Yeah. I thought that was a fantastic series and 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 thought it was uh, was really really nice. I'd love to be in something like that. That kind of pulpy um, drama is, is really cool. Um, yeah, there's a few. There's a few. Quite a few, but no, it's actually in sex education. Um, and that one's still realistic. That's still ongoing, whereas Game of Thrones has finished. Um, but we'll, we'll not talk about that because the ending to that was diabolical. You know what? Um, I'm I'm really lucky in that I never watched the last series. And, and I was really late to it and I was sat down ready to watch it. And I thought, you know what? My Game of Thrones has had a really nice ending. I was end, I was I was a season before and I'm I'm I've never watched it and I'm never going to because to me Game of Thrones is still still perfect and fantastic. So yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it. Series eight, up until this penultimate episode is was okay. It was good, it was still the character development was fantastic and everything. The last ever episode anyway, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talk about writers being fantastic. Uh-huh. Um that's all I'll say. Um the cast. Absolutely outstanding. They portrayed the storyline fantastically. Um, yes. What is one TV show, and you don't get to see Game of Thrones in this one, you don't get the easy game answer at this one. Um, what one TV show would you bring back? Oh, a TV show I would bring back. Oh. Um. Oh, this is so hard. Oh, it's the easy. No, skins. Really easy one. Easy. Easy, easy. Bring skins back. Um, but then don't as well, because don't ruin it. It was perfect. Um, but yeah, bring that back. That was uh, that was a that was a show. That was, you know, for yeah. so many people, that was like a teenage sculpting um show. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, certainly guys our age are not just guys, sorry, people our age is what I meant, yeah. Um, certainly, um, well, you're slightly younger than me, um, but still. Um, I was going to say, I was definitely watching it on catch-up. It wasn't... Uh, yeah, I, know, I remember it originally. Oh, wow. And that's yeah. how old I am. Um, but we'll not talk about that. Um, we don't get controversial here on this podcast, but the most controversial we get is what, what one TV show have you watched that you would been? I would been... Um, and you don't have to have reasons. We don't need to go into reasons if you don't. Want. It's reality show. There's reality shows. I've been most reality shows. <laughs> right. Continue. Um. Yeah, I've been like like Love Island and stuff like that. We can bin them off, can't we? I think I'm pretty sure I know some people on there as well. So so we can definitely bin them off. Um. Can't agree with you there, sorry. <laughs> I've got to say, I've got to say, I've got to say, rules of engagement never did it. But there was a couple of apps and that a couple of a couple of series, and, and I was like, oh, this is great. And then then it kind of uh, kind of faltered a little. Oh, bit. If we're going that way, then Modern Family for me. Modern Family. Oh, I just really? never found that funny. <laughs> <laughs> and my problem is, I've never really seen it. I've, I've watched a few episodes, um, but I keep getting compared to Cam, and. I, I, I'm like, who's calm? Who's calm? And then when I watched that, I'm watch nothing it. like that man. Like he's a fantastic actor, but I am nothing. <laughs> like that. That's brilliant. 
Um, yeah, no, I'd probably, yeah, it's got to be Love Island for me um, or like uh, any of them. But I mean, they, they are very entertaining. Um, so it's kind of a love-hate relationship. The Love Island yeah. series, I, c- I can understand what you mean. Like, you, you watch the first episode saying, I'll watch it, but I'm not, that's it. And then 12 weeks later, it's the final and you've been hooked the whole time. <laughs> like, it just, that's exactly what happens every summer. Or last year it was winter in, America, in the UK case, but because it was Love Island uh, winter. But, um, yeah, every series, you watch the first one and you go, right, we'll see who's going in and then that's it. And then as you say... And yeah, it's got to be as well. And and I'd go on it as well. The um, uh, the jungles. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Like I'd go in it. But the problem is, like I, I grew up in Oz, and like some of the stuff they're doing now, I'm like, I do that on the weekends, man. I eat maggots for breakfast. You know, this is like amateur stuff right here. So I'd, yeah, I'd been there. Yeah, <laughs> wait. Right. Okay. Hi, it's that Aunt Dick. Yeah, in a chance. Yeah, wait, wait till they wait till they jump me on and they start giving me some uh, kangaroo testicles and I'm I'm gipping in the. See if uh, you ever go on that show, I'm sending, I'm tagging that clip in that and deck, right, in that clip, and saying, "Look, guys, get some amateur <laughs> stuff. I do this on the weekend." Man. <laughs> and then you'll be like, "Jordan, no, see, please, see, please." <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. That's my uh, they're my controversial bins. I wouldn't have been the jungle. That definitely that gets you through a, a, a nice winter. Um, but yeah, I can understand with the Love Island one definitely. Um, you, you've can answer the next question anyway. Um, wh- which was which one TV reality show would you do? Would I do well? Actually, so I probably wouldn't choose to do the jungle because I think I'd get voted out pretty quick because it wouldn't be interesting. I'd just kind of show up and eat everything, even if it wasn't an eating challenge and it was like they were pouring stuff on my head. I'm just like, I'm just eating because I love eating stuff. Claim to fame, Steve Irwin gave me a maggot once to eat, and I ate it. So it's probably that's what started off my uh, obsession with eating, uh, eating everything that moves. Um, but I, I would love to do strictly. I would love to do strictly. So uh, there you go. That is probably the one I do. Uh, Have you been approached before? No, but I um, I feel like I could I could give it a go. Zero rhythmic talent whatsoever, but you know. It who, looks like a lot of fun. Be? wouldn't it? It'd have to be. I mean, I, I would probably put in a special request for that. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, yeah. Is that because she's won the last two series in a t- trot? Yeah, yeah, probably. Or, you know, if they were doing a same-sex covering, probably Aliash, because he's my height and, uh, and and very good dancer as well. So, uh, so yeah. I would, I'd probably, I'd love to do that show. It'd be really good fun. So, Gary, if you're out there, cast me. <laughs> there we go. You heard it here first. I'd love to do that. And our, our last question uh, of the of the, the podcast is, what is your all-time top three TV shows? Top three. Only top three. Top three. Okay. Top, well, up there's got to be Dexter because that was one of the first TV shows I ever watched. I watched it with my mum and it was fantastic and I loved it. Um, it's fantastic. Number two has got to be Skins because, again, it was just that coming of age. Not really nice, really lovely. Um, so nice and lovely. It was dark, gritty and amazing. Um, and another top, the, the third TV show. Um I'm gonna go with. Oh, 
watched so many good ones last year. Last year was so good for TV. Um, I do really like my Nigeria. I feel like the, the 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 ones that I'm watching at the moment are gonna are gonna come top like Queen's Gambit and all of this great stuff that's coming out in the moment. But um oh, I really like Luther. I think I'm gonna have to jump in with Luther. I think it's gonna be Luther, because I really did like that show. Again, yeah, just just did like that that show. It was good. My problem with Luther. No, I'm at the wrong show. Ignore me. Um, Luther was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that, but that, that's us, Sam. You have survived. You've I'm come good. to the end. That was your TV life. Um, long may it continue. You're only Fuck young, it. so yeah, let's get you working for the next 60 years in TV. That would be fantastic. Um, but thank you very much for, for joining us. No, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been an good. absolute pleasure. Um, and you guys join us next time for episode two. We are we are going to speak nicely to first on behalf of Sam because we have Robin Windsor um, from Strictly Come Dancing. Um, so we'll get you in the show, Sam. Don't worry. I'll be fabulous. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, he's a professional uh, who was on the show seven years ago. Uh, he'll be joining us for a chat then. So join us then. But once again, Sam, thank you very much for for joining and. Take care, guys. Bye now.